0: This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.
1: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
2: To another episode of Wookie Radio, it is the Smugglers' Three, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike, and guys, we are being joined from someone in the future. Okay, future to us, but um, time of the show, I guess it's all present time. Uh, it's Peter from the Star
1: Wars podcast. How's everyone doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, obviously, yeah, it's like Thursday morning here, Wednesday evening where you guys are, so <laughs> definitely from the future. So so what is 3 o'clock in the morning like?
2: It's very it, quiet. Um, anything, we should, anything we should be looking forward
1: to? <laughs> <laughs> um, looking forward to breakfast, I suppose. But I suppose was, I am as well, so looking forward to... That <laughs> That works. Um, Ken
2: Dare, how about you guys? What's going on?
0: Not much, just sitting back. I um, kind of Star Wars adjacent. I got um uh, new music on the, in an email on Monday. Okay, a band called Rock Sugar, Jess Harnell's band, actually put out a new CD. Jess Harnell, uh, Zeb from the Rebels.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But you can only get it through the Kickstarter because it's, ma- it's a mashup band. So Wait, no. Jess Har- if you get a chance to listen. Just Harnell wasn't huh?
2: Seb. Oh, no, Steve Bloom. No, Steve Bloom was
0: Seb. Uh, Jess was in Star-, Star Wars also, though, wasn't he at one point? Probably. He's been in all kinds of stuff. Hang on a minute. I know he's um, Yakko Warner or Wacko right. Warner, but let me look him up. Totally messes up my thing then. Uh, Transformers. If he's not in Star Wars, it's the only thing he's not been in. Going through.
2: Um uh, he was in uh Name kids next door for five episodes.
0: Like I said, he's been in a little bit of everything, so Oh yeah. But it's an awesome CD. It's a couple awesome CDs. I don't know. Hopefully they will eventually make them available for everybody.
2: I do not see, uh, I don't see Star Wars listed, Clone Wars or uh, Rebels. But Star Wars Connection, one tied in this way. He was in the following, he did the voices in the following games, uh, Star Wars Demolition. He was Darth Maul oh, okay. and Malachi, uh, Star Wars, Obi-Wan. He was Kia Mundi star, Star Wars, galactic battlegrounds, Darth Maul, Gungan, Bolo trooper, and, Anun soldier, uh, S- Star Wars, starfighter special edition. He was Rick Ollie and pirate ground forces, uh, Darth Maul and Star Wars, racer revenge, Star Wars, Obi-Wan, grand thug, Kia Mundi, wounded Naboo soldier, Star Wars, Jedi Knight two, Jedi outcast, Mon Calamari, rogue leader, uh, and in all fairness, uh, He did additional voices in Star Trek, Starfleet Command 3, uh, Rebel Soldier in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Grand and the Transdotion, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Uh, And that is it for his Star Wars history.
0: So he he is a Star Wars actor, just not in any of um,
2: Just in video games.
0: Yeah. I was all excited when they said they were putting these albums out.
2: This stuff's great. Uh, Some of this is long overdue.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the first album came out in like uh, 2011 or something like that. Right. And then uh, this was basically for the new album for 2020. But um, I didn't have the original one anyway, so I just backed it enough to get both.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what about uh, you, Derek? You're being all quiet over there. You're still being caught. Do you have your mic on? still not hearing you.
3: Oh. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I turned my mic off for the intro. I forgot
2: to turn it back <laughs> on. The first order has zapped you. That's how my week's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, so, before we get any further... For you listeners, Derek was doing a jig in his seat. No, just kidding. He, he wishes he could force choke me through the internet. There wasn't a jig I was doing. That, <laughs> um, that was for Smuggler's Feud. Uh, Peter, I don't know if you have listened to any of the shows where we've had other podcasters on and been made aware of what becomes your fate, good or bad. You'll have, you have to fill me in on that. Um Smuggler's Feud is a version it's our version of Family Feud based on the Star Wars of course as I have I need to take off my screen. Uh it's based on the on the game Star Wars Family Feud. Um there's also Disney Family Feud, regular Family Feud, Marvel Family Feud, Star Wars Family Feud um we played a little bit different each team gets a turn each round to either um get the right answer or you get a wrong answer wrong answer is a strike obviously uh ties in case of both sides getting a sh- three strikes in the same round or getting their third strike in the same round or we sweep the card <laughs> winner is the one with the highest um highest answer on the list i know i still gotta record this um, or at the very least write it down or the very least write it down. I just need to record it i need I need to write it down have have either Zoe or Melissa record it, and I could just play the drop there you go so um obviously, if one team hit, gets a, a third strike and the other team is able to get a correct answer it's kind of the same as a steal, and that team wins so uh but I got three cards in front of me, and I'll let you pick one, two, or three. Can I pick number two, please? From the left or from the right? Just kidding. (laughs) Alrighty. So I have extra light to see this by. Six answers on the board. And I will say this will go through Force Awakens as a hint. Name a Star Wars character Mm. who uses the Force. Oh, come on. So, Peter, you get to start first. get to carry it for Star Wars. Tug with Yoda. Number one answer. You want to go first,
0: Derek? You want me to? Uh,
2: I'll just say Luke. Number two.
0: There is a chance we'll run this card without getting any strikes on this one.
2: Mm, Quite possibly.
0: There is that chance. Your turn.
2: Back to you, Peter. We'll be one. Number
0: three.
2: (laughs) Ray. Number five. Two left. Kylo Ren mm. strike one
0: let's go with Darth Vader
2: number four one answer left this is where the fun begins indeed
1: hmm. I think I'll go with the prequels and I'll go with Mace Windu
2: mace Windu for the win that completes we actually swept the card amazing that's it <laughs> but wookie radio had no strikes wookie radio wins the
0: game i would not have been this was one of the ones i was wondering if they were going to actually have obi or um, anakin and darth vader as separate characters
2: cuz we've yeah. seen stuff like that before yeah I mean, since I was a quick one, y'all want to do another round? Or would you rather just wait for another day, guys?
3: Yeah,
2: whatever. I'll do another round. Okay. I got a quick one here. Try, try and get this point back. <laughs> name <laughs> name a Star Wars character who would lose all their money at a casino. Five answers on the board.
1: <laughs> Peter, starts with you. I think Han Solo would definitely lose everything before cheating away to back, Mary. Number one answer. Yeah, not surprised.
3: we got to go with Lando, right?
0: Yeah, Lando's got to be on the look hard, too, probably.
2: <laughs> Number two, back to Star Wars and This is where I got to now. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, what are the gamers yeah. have we've seen?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I will tell you, usually with this game, I'm surprised Ken didn't say anything. Anything after Force Awakens is not in this because this came out before Last Jedi and Resistance. Is
0: Salacious Krum there? Strike one. Let's try Chewbacca. He did with Han anyway. Wow. Hmm. Back
2: to Peter. Uh, of the Hood. We hmm. did say this is where it was going to get
0: fun. How about Qui-Gon Jinn or Watto? Which one would you rather go with, Derek? Ooh. I thought at the last second about yeah, Watto. let's
1: try Watto. Mm. Mm.
0: How many strikes are the What,
2: two and two? Well, three and two, so either I have to get the answer right or Peter wins.
0: They focus a lot on the original trilogy stuff, so... Do we do Luke? Just see if it's on there?
3: I guess. I can't really think of anybody
0: else. Try Luke Skywalker. No. So who do we
2: have? Number five, Finn. Number four. Number
3: four. Excuse me.
2: Jar Jar Binks. Uh, (sighs) Number three, C3P. Really? Yeah. Weird. So, um, so, yeah, cool. First time in a while that we've snuck in two rounds. They're quick rounds.
0: Because usually we won't let him. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Star Wars and how it came about.
1: Star Wars started not last August, but August before. So probably one year and three quarters old obviously this august will be like our second anniversary um and it just started being the out of like i love star wars i really want to talk about star wars um and i had sort of friends who had Star Wars podcasts um and it's a case of you know that's why not why not give this a try because it looks like a lot of fun like even if you know if you take the the serious side of it away you know like Obviously, it's important to try and sort of, you know, come up with good content and and, and and keep episodes fresh and stuff. But like overall, I just love having conversations with Star Wars about people. Sorry, conversations with people about Star Wars. So, um, and I get to do that with people from all over the world now. Because obviously, we've had guests from we've had quite a lot of like guests from over the over in America on, on recently, um, which has been great. Um, mm. so yeah, I just thought I'd just wanted to just talk about Star Wars, um, more often with more people. Um, and if you're going to do that, why not? Why not record it and put it out there for people to listen to? Okay, now there's how many of y'all on the show? Yeah, so it started with um, so I started with my cousin Alan, Alan, um, who hasn't been on in a while actually. I think um, he, Alan's sort of unofficially retired at the moment, um, just with a lot going on and sort of getting his getting his home sorted out and stuff. Um, and he works quite hard, so um, Alan hasn't been on in a while. But he started it with us, so it was really cool to have like. So like when I was about four, four years old, um, Adam was in his teenage years. So like he's one who first showed me Star Wars on VHS, and that's how I got into it in the early nineties. Um, so it was really cool to start for him the start of the podcast because it was like, this is the guy who first showed me it. Now I get to talk Star Wars with him, like on this podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, and then a few episodes in, we added Ian. Um, who I like to call the Canon Junkie XL because he just absolutely consumes all of the Canon novels uh, at a great pace he's always great to have on because he always knows the facts a lot more than I do so Ian Ian joined the crew early on Um, so we've got quite a few like triple episodes of like the three of one um, ranging from just talking about the news to reviewing trailers uh, reviewing episodes of television Um, and then recently it's more or less just me and Ian now who talk about the the news Uh, we review trailers review um we review the mandalorian for example um and we will be reviewing bad batch when that comes on hopefully um and then i've also started like two mini series within star wars so at the beginning of the pandemic so like last march now um so over a year ago um i started a series called um no know me knowing you which is just in the same podcast feed as star wars um And the whole idea was when the pandemic first started and sort of had the sort of mass lockdowns across the world, my worry. Was that like Hollywood productions would get shut down, and that we would have like no Star Wars news? Um, little did I know that that summer we would get all of the Mandalorian season two leaks. That all all true, um, but but yeah, and the whole idea of No Me Knowing You was I would have um, I'll have a different guest on for every episode of No Me Knowing You, um, and we would just take in turns to ask each other five Star Wars related questions, um, and it just meant that it was just a Star Wars conversation, and I could go any direction depending on what the questions were. Um, so yeah, I started that last March, and then actually just. Recorded any one of those yesterday, uh, which will be the tenth, the tenth special of No Me No and You, um, and I, I totally stole the name of that show. Um, there's a UK. I don't know if you're familiar with Steve Coogan, who is a Hollywood actor. Um, he had a character in the UK called Alan Portridge, um, still around now actually. Um, and this character Alan Partridge is like a, a TV presenter. Um, it's not, not 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 a very good one, uh, but he had this <laughs> fake show because obviously he's like not a real person, but like this sort of mock show, and it was called um, "Knowing Me, Knowing You." Alan Partridge, and he would go like. It's a uh, Known Me, Alan Parridge, Known You, Peter Adams and then he'd be like, Aha, like the other song. Um, and that's where I got the idea from. So I've sort of totally ripped the title off from that. Um But it, just it's just a bit of fun, do you know what I mean? Um so yeah, so it's a recorded, I think it was the tenth one yesterday, which will go up next week. Um so that was fun and still going on now as as I sort of get in the rack and more people online and interact with different star wars fans sort of i do tend to ask them to come on a that if they've got some time um and then i've also just started a second series uh, that is called purely belter which is so i'm from like the north of england the northeast of england um in a city called Newcastle. Um, and one of our sort of slang terms is purely Belter. And what it means is that something that's awesome or very good or brilliant or excellent. Um, so the whole premise of the show is that because um, I really wanted to bring sort of like my heritage in, into it. So I have a guest on and I interview them about what they think is purely Belter about Star Wars for that person. So, for example, the episode one went out uh, on the 20th of March and that we had Brian Balance on for that and he talked about Qui Gon. Good- Jin, about why he loves Qui-Gon Jinn, about why he thinks Qui-Gon Jinn is purely better. Um, and then just this week, 20th of April, we released the second episode of that, which was um, Brandon from the Talking Bay 94 podcast, uh, talking about why he thinks the behind the scenes of and the making of Star Wars uh, and all sort of the, the documentaries we've had in the books we get, um, why that's purely better for him. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's two episodes in. We've got the third one recorded, so and then already hooked it up with people for the fourth one but they will come out monthly so yeah it's, it's really cool to sort of be able to come up with not necessarily good ideas but like just on the fly just come up with things that sound cool to me anyway and then I'll uh, be able to reach out to people and get them to, and more often not people come on do you know what I mean talk about Star Wars so I'd say Star Wars is constantly evolving just as like, as for new ideas to interview people about, but um, just goes to show you how awesome Star Wars is. As you know, it's sort of like you can never run out of things to talk about. I don't think. Very cool.
2: I will definitely have to look into uh, your, your, your spinoff shows as well. Uh-huh. Sound like very cool ideas. For, yeah, for a, yeah, for a second there, I thought you were going to talk about you know with the pandemic and everyone being shut at home and whatnot that you were going to binge one of the one of the Star Wars shows and and do a recap like a weekly recap of that episode. I was going to say I know the perfect guy for you. Is Derek? Are you still doing that with Clone Wars?
3: Yeah, I got to get back into it. I haven't done one in a little while, but yeah. I've been doing it by uh, story arc, chronological story arc, which has been interesting because the Clone Wars kind of goes over the place with its storytelling during different yeah. seasons. Yeah.
0: Once you got to like season three or season four, I believe, it starts to kind of just drop into place time-wise, doesn't it? It kind of go more linear?
3: A little bit more, yeah. It's kind of fun, though. Like, I, you know, I watched... A story arc that's three episodes, one from season one, one from season two, one
1: from season three. Yeah. I wish that was an option on Disney Plus, like the chronological option to watch it in story order rather than trying to mix and match between episodes yourself.
3: That yeah i found an article cool. about it so that i'm doing
0: it <laughs> i think there's something on wikipedia or wikipedia has a um listing too probably um now what what movie was it that you said
2: uh started you off in the uh on vhs with your with your cousin
1: so it would be a new hope um so started with the first one which is i suppose pretty cool um but obviously the, the good thing was obviously once watching that the other two were there sort of on VHS just to, just to consume it straight away but yeah I remember vividly um, like watching on telly like the, the opening sequence with the, the Star Destroyer going up ahead and right. um, the stormtroopers yeah. in the fire fight with the rebel soldiers and the rebel soldiers sort of getting owned um <laughs> and, and destroyed mm-hmm. um and just how like that sort of blew my mind um and then yeah like since since that point really was was a star wars fan which was cool um obviously during that time we had like the, the power of the force fifth figure range in stores so i was getting those for Christmas's birthdays. Um, and then I said I had my cousin's VHSs, i eventually got my own vhs's Um and then you get a, like probably 1998 and it's you know, it's in the newspaper that Star Wars is coming back and like that was a huge deal for me. Like and then obviously not only is it coming back, but it's like it's gonna be episodes one, two and three, so it was like sort of different uh right. you know, every other movie or story you watch or read. Um you know the next one's always like the, the the next part of the story but this was like we're going to go back and mm-hmm. tell the beginning which again like really made my mind like wonder like in a really good way um so yeah i got experience of prequels and cinemas so that was like my first time like seeing the up do a movie uh i remember obviously before the internet but like the, the papers would have like behind the scenes stuff in. You'd buy a certain paper and you get a free magazine. It would have behind the scenes pictures of like Hugh McGregor's Obi Wan. Um so that was like my first time like in, like building up to a new movie, which was really, really cool. Um and obviously got to do that for all of the prequel movies um while I was still in school, which was which, which was good. Um, it, w- it was because like Revenge of the Sith came out the year I left like compulsory education. Um and it was like the same time of year as like my final exams that year. So it was very much a case of like school ending and Star Wars ending at the same time. Um, so sort of like a, mm. who'd have thought at the time I was like, maybe this is at like the end of my childhood, but right. as, we all, as we all know, Star Wars comes back around every time and drags us back in.
2: Mm. Um, I know we've had a Patreon
1: uh,
2: backer who has given us questions in the past. Um, and I guess we could do like a top three list from you um we'll start off first top three
1: favorite droids so i think number one has to be auto do i think he's like the the unsung hero Mm -hmm. like he's been a part of so many of these galactic battles in the the prequels um in the original trilogy obviously you know he's, he's constantly getting the heroes out of trouble um he's also a funny character um you know if you look at look back at the Digabar Swamp when like Luke tells him to stay with the ship, and he sort of gets himself out and ends up getting in trouble, getting eaten. Um, right, I think like and just the amount of emotion, like out of a joy that just beeps into his head, like the way the the way the production managed to like create that, make the story really sympathetic and really funny sometimes as well. Uh, it's really cool. So yeah, I think R two D two is my number one. Um, also, how you can just like. Just by putting a tray on him, like that in Java's palace when he's got the he's he's got the drinks, mm-hmm. like you know, you can make him look a bit different yeah. as well. Um so yeah, 2 D isn't my one. Um hmm. then I'll probably go with IG eighty eight. Um mm. interesting just again, interesting. like just how industrial he looks. I always remember watching um like in my teens watching Empire Strikes Back and being like, that's Obviously my cousin would be like, Alright, oh, like, that's the IJ droid in the trash comp in the trash scenes where was trying to get C through PO back from the bug notes. And like my cousin obviously like was like, Oh that, that's oh, the droid oh, yeah. and apparently there's there's been a battle beforehand so that always like, oh, All right, so something we didn't see has happened on like a landing pad somewhere for what fed perhaps maybe versus this IG eighty eight and then <clears> he's ended up there and then obviously I think it's later on it's described as it being like a one of IG-88's assassin droids or something like that. Um, but that always, like... He looks awesome. He's very different to other droids we see in Star Wars. He's very industrial-looking. Um, but, yeah, he was... The whole idea of that backstory, which we are in sea, uh, that I learned about, sort of, when I was, sort of, like, really early teenager, uh, that, like, really excited us quite a lot. Um, number three, droid-wise... probably say the battle droid. I think I, that was such a huge part of, like, the prequels. And, like, I remember being, like seen the first pictures of them and it was like oh it's like these are like the new like stormtroopers type of thing um mm. you know they're, they're the body for like three cool movies um they're the body for like the entire clone wars um and yeah like they are funny and like i think they have to have a little bit of you know they don't look very human at all so by giving them this sort of comedic nature i think like it's a cool way of like getting kids to interact with them but also like you know when you see them getting sliced down it sort of adds a little bit of um Drama, rather than just all right, right. getting sliced. Yeah, these, these guys are funny; they're a bit goofy, but like they're, they're trying to stop our heroes. And then when you get seeing that sliced down, it adds a bit of personality. So there's a bit more risk to it. If that makes sense. Okay.
2: Um, top three favorite vehicle: uh, Starfighters. There we go, or starships.
1: Um, so I love the like the Naboo design aesthetic. Um, so I think like the N1 Ace. Naboo Starfighter. Um, I remember like first seen pictures of that when it got released, like, oh, like, this is going to be the new sort of... It probably wasn't dubbed the new X-Wing, but was like, you know, this is going to be what our heroes are flying in this movie. Uh, and it looks totally different to an X-Wing. Yeah. But but it also looks 100% Star Wars, just like an X-Wing does, if that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so I think the, those, the, the N1 Starfighters uh are on my list of top three. Um, I think we'll go with... I think the Jedi interceptor from I mean I love them in both movies, but the the one we see in Revenge of the Sith um, that really captivated me as like a fourteen year old, fifteen year old of like it's very similar to the Jedi starfighter from Attack of the Clones, but then this one looks a little bit more similar to like the Imperial designs that we're going to get later, like the Tie interceptor, the Tie fighter, uh, sort of subtle changes that like you can sort sort of see the Republic morphing into the Empire. Um, so that really like. Was really entertaining for me as a teenager saying that, um, and then I think it, like be silly to say that the Millennium Falcon's not everybody's favourite ship. I think um, so, like that definitely on my list because it is like you know that that ship. You know we got it for the original trilogy, um, and it's almost like its own character at this point, um, like in the movie. And obviously it was back for the sequel trilogy where. Um, Again, it was sort of a major part of the story, like throughout each movie. Um, you know, the first, the first movie, the sequels, um, the way it's brought on a screen with that joke about the the, um, the garbage, uh, and then it's you know, the camera pans, and then you see it there, and it's like it's that familiar sort of home comfort that you see in that movie. Um, get the joke about it not working when they're sort of trying to land on. Tight uh, so again, you know, the ship no one's been driving the ship in a while, but it's still, um, not necessarily the easiest ship to, to pilot or to fix. Um, and obviously, you know, it's a, it's a big part of The Last Jedi, in my opinion, where you know, it, after Luke has that fight with Rey and Ray leaves, obviously, Luke knows X Wing's in the swamp, right? At that time, obviously, we thought the X Wing couldn't fly. Um, and it puts Luke in a situation where he's then got to use the the force power of projecting himself across the galaxy which is going to lead to his death Uh, and then obviously in Rise of Skywalker it's the ship that takes the call across the galaxy and brings that giant fleet of everyone in the galaxy to to battle this last battle. Um, so yeah, I think I'm learning Falcon as well. All right. I, I
2: could go with that. All good choices. Um, what type of stuff are you into collecting? Uh, I mean, how is it different there in England uh, as compared to like maybe here in the States when it comes to availability? Yes, we've had like a, uh,
1: I think there's, there's two things there's um because I collect I collect new new items that are coming out and I correct all the items as well um so let's just start with the newer stuff so I'd probably say since 2015 you know the first year was pretty good like Force Awakens merch that like it was readily available you could find it um and then since then distribution in the UK particularly um like just just, just fell off a cliff like you, you couldn't find you couldn't find anything um, whether it be Black Series um, and then and it would turn up like a year later in like thrift shops for like really cheap because it would just be hmm. sitting in a warehouse not put on a shelf and then obviously when people wanted it and then now obviously they have sold it onto, um discount stores where it's now getting sold cheaper so I learned to sort of be certain figures that I would see, and I would be like, not in a hurry to pick them up because sort of spotting the trends and what had happened the years previously, I'll be like, that'll be in a different store in six months time at like a fraction of the price type of thing. Um, obviously this year things are starting to change. Um, so sort of we've had since the Toys R Us collapse here in the UK, um, there's a couple of sort of independent retailers getting a lot better selection from Hasbro, which is good. Um, And then also Hasbro has just launched Hasbro pulse in the UK this year, uh, which I'm a member of, but I'm not used yet. Um, So I'm hoping that's going to make getting these new products a lot easier. Um, And then when it comes to all that stuff, so, Obviously, I had a lot of Power of the Force when I was younger, Power of the Force figure line from Kenner, um, okay. and I haven't got a lot of any more. Um so I, certain ones I want to recollect, um, and over in the States, it, it's still like, because it was that mass-produced, there's like loads of it all over, and you can go to any of these toy collector stores and pick, up, pick them up for quite reasonably priced, but here in the UK, it's a bit different. Um, those type of stores don't necessarily exist as much as they do in America. Um, so when you do come across them, um, they have a fraction of the range and of the all that stuff, and it's usually a little bit more expensive, but but not too much. But um, but yeah, so that, that that's the main is I would say is availability. And then I would say, um, like price, it's a little bit more expensive here. So
2: uh, speaking of Black Series, uh, Hasbro
1: announced
2: uh, earlier this week that there are four new Black Series Lucasfilm 50th anniversary figures coming, all based on the Clone Wars. We have uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan clone pilot hawk and arc trooper echo and i think the cool thing about these is these are pa- these are packaged in six inch size of what the original clone wars packaging was for the three and three quarter inch figures they have scaled up mm-hmm. the packaging list and these look pretty cool i remember hawk i remember anakin and obi-wan um echo i don't think was ever on this packaging i have to
1: look but um, what are you guys what are you guys thinking I will be buying them I know that I think I think the the packaging idea is so simple but perfect like 100% just scale up that packaging like release the new ver- like the 6 inch version the figures in the black series and scale up that I think it's worked for the Phantom Menace releases they've done for the anniversary uh, and then let's just let's just keep doing it um, yeah I love how Anakin and be worn are in the um, Clone Wars attire um, yeah. from the first I think it's the first yeah. three seasons so yeah, I'm really excited to pick those up. I'm not happy
0: about them. Um where it's saying they're exclusively for target and things like that, because that's not worked for any of these so far.
1: No. No,
2: it hasn't. That not. just
0: guarantees yeah. you're not gonna be able to find it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now uh the Anakin, or no, the Obi Wan is pretty much the same minus a few elements. It's the same suit, but there's no backpack and there's no helmet like in the original figure that was on that same card. Uh, Anakin is missing his helmet from this. I mean, and a jetpack. And now I'm I'm okay with the fact that. It doesn't have the, the backpack fires, the missile thing. But I mean, if it's, if it's that close, unless I'm actually, I may be looking at the wrong Anakin. Maybe not. Um, I'm not sure Hawk or, uh, I know Echo didn't come out on the clone trooper. Yeah, Echo never came out on that particular card. I don't believe. I don't remember. Actually. Okay. Okay, two thousand eight blue design. Anakin was one. Obi Wan was two. Um, the second Obi Wan. This Obi Wan, I I wish it had the backpack and the helmet. Uh, Black series wise, Anakin, pretty much the accessories. I'm glad it doesn't have. Um, but
0: I'm yeah. Some of those early Clone Wars, some of the Clone Wars figures that they put out is just. Like, um, they did the Ahsoka and Anakin both in the spacesuits with the big bubble helmets, the fishbowl helmets. Yeah, yeah. Those, it, it, that, that just didn't do it for me at all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and Hawk. I know Hawk came out on some. Maybe he was in a multi-pack. I don't remember. I'm trying to find the information. But uh, while I'm still looking, Derek, Ken, you guys have any questions for Peter?
0: Um. Well, staying in, this, since we were in collecting on um, what it's like over there... What's the difference when it comes to, um, because I know for a long time, you guys weren't able to get uh, Disney Plus. You couldn't get Mandalorian. But are you guys still dealing with things like that where um, you're having a hard time getting to actually see the shows and the different things that are available here?
1: We aren't anymore, which is good. Um, It was really frustrating with the Mandalorian season one situation. Um, It was a case of, I think, essentially the only reason why Disney didn't launch. In the UK at the same time as the US was because a lot of the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies were out at like Sky Movies, which is like a, a movie channel uh, subscription based. Um, for me, I always thought that, you know, how about just release a, release a, I don't almost like a beta. If Disney Plus to the UK, maybe charge two, two pounds, two dollars for it and just say, look, you'll get Mandalorian every week. I and mean, it's just two dollars for now because there's nothing else on there. And then. Once the full package is available, it'll go up to X amount. But they didn't do that, so it was a case of, you know what, I had to find a lot ways and means of watching Mandalorian, Mandalorian, um, which, you know, was frustrating because it's, I don't know if you can see, like, you can probably see half my collection in this room here. Like, you know, I, I spend a lot of money and I put a lot of money in, into Star Wars Um, and I've got no problems doing that because it's something I really enjoy. I always say something, so, you know, when I buy a figure, when I buy a book, I know that's money going back in the pot to sort of, you know, yes, it makes these people richer, but it also means that, you know, they're going to make more Star Wars type of thing. So it's, it's how I support it. Um, and with The Mandalorian Season 1, I couldn't support it that way. I had to had to watch it illegally, do you know what I mean? Which I didn't want to have to do, but I'm glad I did because, you know, that first episode, I managed to watch that unspoiled. Um, that nothing pop at the end when you see, you know, the, the child. Um, so I got to experience that, not knowing what was happening, which was, you know, thinking back now, I think, Oh, how I, how yeah. bad that would have been if I'd known it would have ruined the whole thing. And then, you know, two <clears> two and a half weeks later, they've then got on their official Twitter channels. Like the child so even if I'd avoided a spoiler it hasn't waited, by the time I got to that point the official channel was showing it. So I get for licensing reasons why why they couldn't do it. But I think they, they could have done something where they'd went, look, like I said he has a he has half a Disney Plus or so even if he's when he has Mandalorian, he has a link to Mandalorian, it's gonna be thirty dollars for the entire season paid up front and then we'll give you codes to watch it maybe like 100% would have paid it um but there was just something i've said on my podcast quite a bit is that um like it goes back to the hazard distribution problems of the last like five years as well. Is that like for a company that wants you to spend money on its products, especially in the UK, sometimes to do not put the product in front of you. So if you just put the product in front of me and tell me how much it is, I'll probably buy it. Um, So yeah, but since Disney Plus did launch in the UK, that has not been a problem. Um, We even got like Solo, Ahead uh, of the US, I think, oh, yeah. yeah, just because it's, its distribution deal had finished in the UK, so we got it early on there. I think, well, I think it was probably still on a oh, right. yeah. different, stream, different streaming service, so on the US. So um, yeah, that, that's been good. Um, uh-huh. We did get Resistance Two pretty late, season two, which I'm not watched yet, um, but. But yeah, overall, I'd say like because of Disney Plus and now it being sort of worldwide, and now these movies and TV shows aren't being licensed out to other places. I think yeah, it's, we're now like up to date with with you guys, which is good. It means that there's really no excuse for things being being spoiled, really.
0: Yeah, that's one thing. Um, yeah, that's good. When those when a lot of the TV deals were created, the internet really wasn't what it is. I know, and it's like it's crazy because now at this point. Um, the, the internet has made the world feel as like such a smaller place. I mean, yeah, we're oh, yeah. in different places in the U S you're in um, the UK and we're all having a conversation <laughs> real time. Yep. So it's like <laughs> we're on opposite sides of the world. And, and so it, you really hurt the fan base, I think, by not releasing a worldwide at the same time anymore, because it's going to get spoiled if you don't, because someone is not going to get a chance to see it until after everybody else has already talked about it. And You're ruining someone's chance to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's, I know that's just that the way it works. Really that's really frustrating. Way marketing. That's way license- yeah, that's the way licensing and marketing stuff works. But it seems like they are slowly getting that mm-hmm. under control to where. The different studios in Disney and Lucasfilm and Marvel and everybody else is slowly doing that, where if it releases it at a different time somewhere else, it's only maybe a couple of days difference.
1: Yeah. And then another thing with Disney Plus, once we did get it in the UK, so we got like six months late, um, they then proceeded to put the episodes on weekly for mandalorian so <laughs> it's already six months old and then they put it on weekly so it's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> come on guys seen it like three times. Yeah, really. now the disney plus that you have over there is
0: it got all the exact same stuff as us like do you have the star wars vintage on there now with the ewoks and um, ewok movies and things on it
1: so we have the star wars vintage so that came on at the same time um but there's like certain things i've noticed so uh, for example you know i saw friends of mine talking about a. Uh, I think it was a like a one off documentary about Galaxy's Edge that went on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, uh, Where we'll you guys are. So that hasn't came on UK Disney Plus yet. That I'm aware of anyway. But that's something I would really enjoy. So I was like, oh, I'll try to find it and couldn't find it. So it was a bit mm-hmm. a bit frustrating. Uh-huh.
0: Maybe they'll do a different one because aren't they, uh, Um, isn't Paris Disney doing their own version of Galaxy's Edge also?
1: Yeah, I think so, but scaled down.
2: So
0: maybe they'll do something like that except focus
1: on the Paris park. Possibly. I, th- I think, like, I, th- I think. From what I've heard, the, the the stuff they're going to do with the Paris Park is, like, it's a Star Wars area that's going to look similar to Batu. But I don't think, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere near, like, the immersive experience that I've heard Galaxy's Edge is. Um, but, I mean, again, though, like, for example, the reason why I was really interested in that documentary about Galaxy's Edge was because... Um, on Disney Plus I watched the um, Imagineering story yeah. which I thought was a fantastic documentary uh, so I was like oh yes give me more of this like, Disney Park stuff because I, I really want to see how this is done Um whether it's in Europe or, or, or wherever, or it's Hong Kong or over in the States. Um, but yeah, like hopefully they do a good job of Paris, but um, the last plans I saw that were like put online in the article, it was a case. It was very much like a scaled back version of, um of it. I mean, hopefully we get like rise of resistance cup here. That's a fantastic ride. So hopefully we get something like that, which is obviously uh, a, it's a hybrid ride, isn't it? That's state of the art.
2: Oh, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, according to Fanta tracks, there is no official name for for uh, the Star Star Wars section at Disneyland Paris, but expect the area to be roughly half the size of Galaxy's Edge, uh, featuring Rise of Resistance, but not Smuggler's Run. So no Falcon for you, <laughs> which I say is a heartbreak. Um, and apparently they have some videos because there's also going to be uh, a Marvel Land as well, a Star Wars Land, Frozen Land, and Marvel Land. <sighs> I wish they would just let it go with Frozen. <laughs>
1: um,
2: yeah. And then another site is saying, and supposedly all this is supposed to be complete next year. Is they're going to spend a year building it. Uh, it looks like Blackspire Outpost a little bit, but it may be a different, different section of the outpost that we don't have here. Not knowing how big the outpost truly is. Or it could be because Batu just has the spires in general, it may be another spaceport on Batu. So I think it'd be cool if they keep the same planet, which they should, but like with the castles, you can't have the same castle on the same continent. And it's why Florida and California's castles are two different castles. Yeah. Maybe they're taking that same approach, which sounds stupid. Um, I know they mirrored California and Florida's Galaxy's Edge. They're basically the exact same footprint exact same layout now they have pl- things placed different between the two parks shipwise but maybe it's the same thing each continent each park the galaxy's edge has to be a different part of the planet outside of the US i don't know
0: they would they would never do it but a crazy idea would be each Galaxy's Edge in a different park in a different part of the world is a different world from Star Wars. Yeah. So the fans actually would, would go to Florida, yeah. but they want to go to all the parks because one is in Batu, one is some other somewhere else in the galaxy, somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? Right. So each one, you mm. to make the fans want to have to go to the other parks around the world.
2: See, I'd rather almost see it because um, originally the, the talk was Galaxy's Edge, before they decided to put it in the sequel trilogy era. Um, there has been and it's been documented talks that they were going to originally do Tatooine, in which case maybe florida was Moss eisley california could have been mos Espa, or vice versa
0: yeah and then you know now i, I don't know i could buy florida as tatooine though way too much humidity Yeah,
2: well. <laughs> just saying
0: um you couldn't double a desert if you tried no
2: <laughs> but
0: what am i saying i had snow today <laughs>
2: But, I had like uh, 3 inches
0: of snow when I woke up this morning
2: but each part could have had a different spaceport from Tatooine well I guess they could kind of do the same thing with with Galaxy's Edge except for California and Florida
1: which that is Black Spire Outpost. I think obviously as well obviously in the in the canon stories that feature Batuu they've made it abundantly clear that Black Spire is the spaceport on the planet um <laughs> They haven't really mentioned anywhere else, and sort of the, sort of hinted that this is where uh, this is the only built-up area on the planet surface. Is the impression yeah, the I Thrawn, guess I've read.
0: All but, the Thrawn books were Black Spire, I believe, too.
2: But now, if supposedly Paris is a potentially different spaceport, that's something that can now be used into canon. Because remember, Black, I would look Spire, that up. Black Spire Outpost wasn't even really introduced. You know, they were just barely started construction when Black Spire Outpost was
1: mentioned in Solo Star
2: Wars story. Yeah.
1: I would love for Paris to to, to do that and make it like a Canon spaceport. My worries are, I think, I can see Paris just saying, "No, it's just like Star Wars land. Like this is the Star Wars area. It looks like this. It's similar to the, the lands we've got in California and Florida, but it's it's not it's not like anything. If, if that makes sense. But I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but it's, that's Paris I for imagine you. Imagine that. Yeah, that's
2: Paris for you. It's not the haunted mansion there. It's Phantom Manor. Oh really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Some of the right. Isn't though wasn't the Ratatouille ride first in Paris? If I yes. remember right, and that's the one that they actually um, we will that's be the open. ride that most closely resembles Rise of the Resistance.
2: Yes, and we will because be, the
0: ride vehicles would run the same way.
2: We will have that here. Uh, our the one at Epcot will open in um, October. It's the exact same ride, and it's not the first time we have taken attraction direct from. Uh, Paris and brought it to Walt Disney World. Uh, Earlier attraction we had that was like that was uh, Lights Motor Action, which was the car stunt show.
0: Okay. Well then, um, aren't you guys also in the process of building the Tron roller coaster there now too?
2: We are. And that is uh, that's that Magic from that Shanghai. That's from Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing some some elements here, uh, but for the hundredth anniversary of, or for the hundredth birthday of Walt, um, that's when they brought in different. Each park that was open got something from another from another park, um, and with Orlando, each one of the park, uh, Epcot, oh, we got something from. I don't remember what we got. I know the big thing in lights motor action came from, uh, Paris. There was something that came to, Oh, we got Soren from California for Epcot. Um, I don't remember some of the other stuff, but yeah, it's the type of type of things that that goes on. Um, Legos. I know Legos is a big thing with you guys as well. And I am so jealous because y'all get a, was a Lego star Wars magazine that comes with a poly bag Lego build. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. (laughs) Some of those,
1: some of those oh, builds right. are I didn't cool. know that. Some of those builds are cool. Yeah, definitely. It ranges from like imperial miniature imperial shuttles to tie fighters to. I think sometimes it's minifigures. They're all really cool.
2: Yeah, it seems like some of them are exclusive minifigures, even though I I guess they're not. They're just repackaged from something else. Was like overstock of of some. Yeah. But I don't even know if I could get them here in the States, get that magazine here in the States. Or if I can,
1: if it's even worth it price-wise to get over here. Yeah, I think over here, it's price at like maybe five or six pounds, so
2: oh, not it's, not, it's,
1: not, it's not too bad. For the, for the minifigure build, you're going to get, like, it's, it's probably worth it if you enjoy it. Now, what mm. –
2: um, but, of course, you're also so close to uh, where LEGO comes from. It's uh, Denmark, right? Yeah. So you guys probably get kits
1: probably a little quicker than we do. Um. I think not with the license stuff. I think the license stuff depends on on what the license says. Um, but I don't think we have to wait. I think it's more or less the same time. Okay. Um, so I know that obviously I'm excited because they have just said that um, they've been releasing these landscapes lately. You get them free with a certain spend. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so for me the fourth are doing the Tatooine homestead. Um as a free gift if you spend it's 85 pounds in the UK oh, yeah. so I'm not sure what it is in dollars in the US. It's a gorgeous set but I think
3: it's the same,
1: I think it's 85. Yeah, you spend, you over,
3: spend
2: over $85, 70, 75 or or 85 bucks, yeah. Um well Derek, you brought up uh something that our friend Jim tagged
3: it. Oh yes. Lego R2D2
2: set. that looks awesome yeah it's a it's a ucs it's similar to the um uh what should I call it um like the porg or baby yoda oh you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that so it looks pretty cool and speaking of you know the lego you know may 4th is coming uh this is early it this R2 set releases on May 4th or not May 4th on May 1st, just prior to May 4th. And of course, uh, the Darth Vader helmet and scout helmet comes out then from Lego. Oh
1: yeah. As well as the probe droid. Hmm. Yeah. All those sets look awesome. Um, I definitely need a bigger, bigger yeah. banner.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, um, also, too, if you buy in-store at a Lego store, I guess, um, and you spend over $40, you get a free Imperial shuttle. Nice. But the sh- – I'm looking. It looks like it, it is one of those shuttles that would come from uh, – it's probably a poly bag shuttle kit. Yeah. at least similar some out of what was in the Lego magazines here in the UK, I would imagine. Which yeah. Is a pretty cool yeah. gift. Yeah. But it's one of the better shuttle kits I've seen, which is really cool. Mm. Um, comic wise, how big are Star Wars comics over there? And is it Marvel or is it someone else putting out the Marvel comics under a different, different name?
1: Yeah. So it's Marvel, it's Marvel comics here in the UK. It's um, pretty big. Um, I, I don't buy, like, weekly comics. i for the trade paperback just because space, uh, time and money. <laughs> I understand <laughs> so space. So I'm a bit, bit behind, but um, but I love picking up the trade paperback. Um back I think we get them pretty much the same time. Maybe not the exact same day, but, like, I'd, I'd imagine in the same week, maybe, as the U.S., um, but again as someone i don't read, I read comics so i could be wrong there um but I, I don't see anybody complaining about like things getting spoiled like someone reviewing it in the u s for example before if people had a chance to buy in the u k um we did have like the pandemic affected comics big time at the beginning so like i would ordered the trip paperback back of the Rise of cattle wren and then it was like um it came like four months later just because of um Getting this, getting the stock from wherever it is across to the UK. I think it just um, the pandemic caused bigger issues there. Um, I think it got bigger issues for Marvel as well because I think at that, at that same time, I think it was when they were saying. The Rise of Skywalker comic adaption had been cancelled and stuff, which I don't think I've seen that yet to be fair, so I'm not quite sure what, what the status is for that. But but yeah, we'll pretty much get, get all the comics released here. Um the issue we have is like um the ID IDW comics, so it's like the the Star Wars Adventures and stuff. Yep. Um yep. they're not like in mass distribution here in the UK, so you've got to go to like certain stores that do it. Um but you can find it if you want it. All
2: right. Uh, have you gotten into any of the High Republic stuff
1: so I've got the first three books so I've got um, Light of the Jedi which I've sort of started but haven't finished um, And then I've got uh, In the Dark by Claudia Gray and then I've also got the um, Test of Courages by Justine Island um I need to read them yeah. uh, that's my big thing is that I, I buy these books and I sit on them like I struggle to read them uh, when I get time mm-hmm. I read them really quick but just find the time to like set aside so I need to get better and really dive in um, I am really excited by the idea of the High Republic um, and I'm glad it's doing well um, so yeah reading, really need to sit down and get through those books and obviously comic wise I know there's a comic out and I'm waiting for the trip here back at like the first volume to, to get my teeth into that
2: right well, very cool uh, Guys, any other questions? I don't think so.
0: Uh, no, I, no, I think it's about what I had for today. Peter, chance for you
2: to turn the tables on us. you have any questions for us?
1: I do. So one of my favorite questions to ask people uh, who love Star Wars mm. is, is there any, like, Holy Grail items, collecting-wise, that you don't have yet, but that like, you really, really want one day? Mm. So, for example, my Holy Grail item is I really, really want an original uh, Revenge of the Jedi poster. Ooh. And that's what I want one day to have framed in my house. Obviously, might not ever happen, but maybe one day. Obviously, those things are very rare and very expensive. Now, you want an original. You don't want a replica. Yeah, so one day I want a, an original. Okay. Uh, who wants to start uh, first? I guess I can go.
3: Um I think for me my holy grail would be that uh <clears throat> that collector series Lego set of the Star Destroyer Okay. The huge one, the, yeah. the like three foot one. Oh, I would give anything to have that. I don't have anywhere to put it or anything. You'd but, have you to know. build
0: a. From what I've been told, um, you'd have to actually build a custom base for it because it actually the legs that they yeah. that came with it won't support the weight that, of it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> which is funny, but still, that would that would definitely be my holy grail. I would love to have that. I would love to put it together.
0: Yeah. Mine is one that I could have got a hold of if I had the uh, money at the time. Um, and I'll never get it. Cause once again, the same as you, I have nowhere to put it was one of the, um, R2D2 Pepsi coolers from back when the UK, but, um, here all of the convenience stores that sold Pepsi and stuff, actually when Pepsi had the licensing, for Star Wars, for The Phantom Menace, made these um, ice co- chest coolers that stood about, what, three and a half, four foot tall? And it was shaped yeah. like R2-D2 mm, with yeah. a clear dome with two holes in it so you could reach inside to get the Pepsi out.
1: That's cool. That's awesome.
0: And I actually had a... Um, I was working with a store, a game shop here that had two of them. But at the time, I, w- I didn't have the $110 I wanted for it. If it was just that, as like now, I would uh, just not even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: for me, I keep watching... Uh, like the uh, Hollywood heroes auction uh, of the memorabilia stuff. And they had at one time, they released a couple um, of the adats that were used in the making of Empire Strikes Back, the miniatures or the models. Mm-hmm. I would love to get one of those. That's awesome. That'd be cool to have. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the one thing I think I want. I, I think that's my Holy Grail item.
1: One day, hopefully we'll all get them. Yeah, hopefully.
2: Uh, you have any other
1: questions for us nice yeah i do um so obviously you know there's a lot of movies not a lot like you know we've got tiger ite developing a movie we've got patty jenkins doing a movie um if you could hire like any sort of director to come and develop a star wars movie who hasn't done one before who would you choose who do you think would be do a really cool one for you i'll let you start oh
0: gee thanks uh Actually, it's kind of interesting to see because technically he hasn't directed an an actual full one before, but he has directed scenes would be I'd almost like to see what um, Spielberg would do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever would. He never would because he's already played in that universe a little bit. Like he's directed a couple scenes from a couple of the prequels. And he's such close friends with George. that That's all George's thing. So, but it'd be kind of cool to see you no know, with what he's done with, um, things like this. Right. What we would get from a Steven Spielberg developed and directed
1: star Wars. Okay. I, I think that would be awesome. Um, it would be absolutely fantastic. I think Steven's just too busy, isn't he? He can't even direct his own Indiana Jones five. Cause he's cause he's that busy. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Uh, Derek, what about you? Oh
3: my, uh, Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, hmm. I guess I would. I would like to see the Russo brothers do one. Huh? That could be interesting.
0: Yeah,
2: Robert Rodriguez. That'd be awesome.
0: Interesting. Well, we have so- seen him in Star Wars, though.
2: Yeah, but not Because he did
0: Mandalorian. Wait, did he? He did one episode of Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah, let's, he,
1: let, let's let him have a film. Season two. Yeah. He's also like the um, like main producer thing for Book of Boba Fett. I think it's like his, he's like show running that one, I think. Is he? Okay. Well. I believe, I believe so. Yeah. I'm going to have to change because he's
2: getting, he's getting the opportunity to direct essentially a movie. Um. How, how how can I not say this? Totally forget this person. I I pitch him every time. And guys, I think you guys are going to be in agreement too. Neil Johnson, oh, not Michael Bay again. No, <laughs> Neil Johnson, our good friend Neil. Oh yeah. He, he would be, he would make a great Star Wars film. Sure. But somehow I see, I see him working Tracy into it as well, but she would be great. <laughs> Probably. But no, Neil Johnson, uh, independent film film star or film director, Neil Johnson. He perfect. He has made some great sci-fi independent films. And that's how essentially Star Wars started off was a independent film that got major studio distribution. There we have it. let see Neil Johnson. For me, I, I still
0: say, see- um, since he's played with it now, and I know this one doesn't count because he's already directed, directed Mandalorian and so much in that, but I want to see Dave Filoni, what he does with an actual full-length feature film in, for theaters. Yeah. Or a series of three. I'd give him, a, Let him work on a trilogy.
1: Yeah. I can see that. I can see yeah, that. I would love to see Dave work sort of a on his own and maybe like B, maybe like without like a soaker and stuff to see sort of what type of story you could do. Cause I think you could put Dave in any timeline. You could put him in Old Republic. You could put him in the future. You could put him in somebody's been before. But I think like you could really get some awesome storytelling out of Dave for learning.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Where can people find
1: you and Star Wars online? Yeah. So you can find, um, So Star Wars is on Facebook and Instagram. If you search Star Wars podcast, Um, we're also on Twitter, if you search sort of backwards on Twitter so if you search Bo's Star on Twitter um, you can find us there Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pete Hitman Hart named after the wrestler um, my favorite wrestler when I was younger so you can see how long that that handle's been around for Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah that's where you can find that. obviously the the podcast is available on um, Spotify uh, Apple Music sort of wherever you can get your podcast from if you just search you'll just search my name Peter Adams Uh, I'll just search Star Wars and it should come up. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you for, for joining us this week. I know it is
2: real early in the morning for you and getting closer to Mm -hmm. breakfast time for you. So hopefully you could get, grab some sleep providing you're not off today. Um,
1: and, uh, yeah, thanks for joining a couple of blokes from across the pond. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having us. Um, it was definitely worth going to bed early and getting up early for So thank you very much for having us.
2: Oh, our pleasure. um, and guys, we're two weeks away from the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, obviously, this is probably going to be a weekly drop. So, I guess we're going to be doing some Bad Batch recaps. There's two episodes the first week, I think. Yeah uh, over yeah. seven, over 70 minutes. We just got we to just, we just come up with a segment title for it. Uh, over our mighty Marvel geeks, we come up, we, we've come up with the Intel debrief to talk about Falcon and winter soldier. Um, we'll just have to come up with something for, uh, for the Bad Batch when we talk about it here. I'm going to have to find a theme song similar to uh the A-Team for it. Because I swear, I think <laughs> that's where this show's going is A-Team-esque. So, well, on that note, there is only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jax, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. Ah! have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.
3: <laughs> well, that smells stink-a-whiff.